TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to the two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. It's week two of our football Fridays. Last week was a football Friday at about at about 88%. We had high school football, we had college football, but we did not have NFL football. This is a full-fledged 100% right at you. Week two, beautiful thing, football Friday. We'll make our Beat the Schmoes football predictions. We'll talk a lot of football, high school college and pro will sneak in some baseball some pga golf and the big dog will break down the united states lithuania game in basketball tomorrow that will be done between 10 uh, 19 and 10 20 one minute of outstanding basketball analysis the coach john Cohn, that is me and my good friend via the uh, international phone connection i don't know if it's Ameritech, Comcast, Verizon, whoever we can thank. We do appreciate the phone lines being connected because my good friend, the big dog, Joel Redwanski, co-hosting today. Big dog, how are you? Uh, I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Coach. And It's a football Friday, but I'll be more than willing to quickly break down uh, the USA-Lithuanian game tomorrow. Basically, they have to scratch the itches. <laughs> Lithuania, by the way, beating Argentina. Scratch the itches. Uh, by 19 points yesterday in Argentina, I thought it might be the team to beat, so I'm a little worried. No, I don't know if Argentina, uh-huh. if they had their three best players, would be the team to beat. The problem with yeah. Argentina is their three best players are not on the court. Mano Ginobili, um, well, Andres Nocioni, yeah. and then some other guy well, that has an aval. Well, their best player is on the court, maybe their second best, because uh, Andres Nocioni is good, but this Luis Scola? Better. Yeah, Louis. It's um, with the Rockets. He's like the guy that you know gets five points a game and and eighteen rebounds. Also, mm-hmm. he's averaging like thirty a game for Argentina. I am deeply concerned about the Lithuanian team. I'll sleep tonight, but not well until Derek Rose and company knock off Lithuania. Well, uh, it's more like uh, Kevin Durant and company. Let's be honest, coach. But uh, I, I got to tell you something. I, I'm pretty happy with the way the U.S. team has played. It, it's been pretty impressive. So. Mm-hmm. Any chance? It's a football Friday. It is Let's a football Friday. We, yeah, we don't want to talk about Lithuanian basketball right now, although that game will be. My tape machine, I hope my tape machine at home gets a good rest because I'll be uh, taping early and often tomorrow in the FIBA semifinal. Yes, Dave? No DVR, still working with the tape machine? Well, when I say tape machine, okay. it's like, you know, Kleenex is a you know standard name for soft tissue, whatever the hell you call it. Yeah. No, I'm not working it's off funny the DCR because, tapes. Like, when people were DVR and they were still saying, did you TiVo that? When nobody was using <laughs> TiVo anymore, they were using DVR. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, the, the, the DVR. Know. We talked about this before on the show, Joe. One of the great inventions I ranked the I had end. it for like four years, and you didn't believe me. You're such a skeptic about stuff. I'm like, Coach, it's ten oh. times easier. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, it's too hard for me, that type of stuff. Well, it can't be you four years. Sometimes you need to just learn to accept stuff. I've been a DVR fan now for three or four years, so that discussion must have been way back before that, but to me, it's one of the top three invent. You got to go flush toilet, the best invention of all time. I rank electricity you, you second, know, and the you, DVR third. Uh, it was uh, the guy after you know who invented the flush toilet, right? 
I believe it was uh, no. I don't it know. Was, it was, and I'm not making this up. John C. Crapper. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, I think you're right. We we we've, we've actually had that. Dis- but didn't we have a descendant of John C. Crapper on our show one time back in the old morning break radio show? I don't know. Uh, that I, I think yeah yeah maybe uh, what was it Seymour Butts? No, I think we had like cousin Crapper. One of the it was. I'm serious. I remember something like that. But I think a descendant of the Crapper family was on our show. I remember talking about that as the first flush toilet inventor. And I, I am no relation, by the way. And I kind of wish I was. I mean, he's still probably getting royalties, isn't he? He is getting royalties, probably getting a few other things, too. And if you aren't a relation, uh, knowing the Crapper family, you certainly should be. Even hey, if you like really nice people. <laughs> Even if you're not blood, Joel, I think, you, you know, it, it, you're, you're, you might as well be a member of the Crapper family. I wonder what Thanksgiving's like at the Crapper family house. Probably a lot of people waiting in line. You think? <laughs> you think they All go right, stop before I throw up? <laughs> you think they go stuffing or potatoes at Thanksgiving at the at the? <laughs> it's, it's Thanksgiving. You do both. Well, I know you. You get offended if somebody likes a food that you don't like. You know, it's, it's so you, you just have to accept that fact too. That people eat many foods, Coach. But can we go to football? Can we move on to that yet? <laughs> oh goodness! So far to football Friday, we've gone over Lithuanian basketball and Argentina basketball and the history of the flush toilet. That's not, not bad. A, not a bad way to start a football Friday, big dog. Not bad at all, Coach. All right. Well, we are very excited. First of all, let's talk about a football Thursday because the NFL season. I hope you're you're healthy. You were ready to go, big dog. It kind of popped on us off the There's no way I'm missing an Auburn Mississippi State game. Take it easy. Thursday night. Take it, that was a game. That was it was a better game than the other one that was on last night. Seventeen uh, fourteen State, Auburn Alabama State game. Auburn uh, did pull it out. Game seventeen fourteen. But I was talking about the opening of another NFL season uh, as the New Orleans Saints took on the Minnesota Viking. Both defenses, by the way, very impressive. The New Orleans Saints uh, defensive. I don't know how much you watched of that game, Big Dog. I, I, I watched it, and I got to tell you something. There was a particular moment in that game where I legitimately got up and walked out and left the freaking room. Those, all those players can kiss my butt, as far as I'm concerned. If you're an NFL player, yeah. Uh, and then I came back down and I watched as much of the college games I, as I possibly could. Now help me out. I think you're talking about an NFL strike uh, thing that they did. I missed it. I heard some talk about it. Help me out because the. Newspapers I read this morning did not cover what an incident, in fact, are you talking about? Basically, before the game, uh, 106 millionaires walk out onto the field, and they all put number one in the air, and it wasn't to say, oh, they were number one. It was Al Michael said it perfectly. He's like, these players aren't saying they're number one. They're saying we're as one. And then they walk back onto their sidelines and so like they're just letting everybody know that they're willing to strike, uh, you know, to to make sure that things don't change and and they get better contracts uh, for the future. Okay. I, I, okay. Yeah. As as somebody that has been a full hardly looking to find work, and obviously I don't have a car. If I had a car, things would be a lot different. I would have had a job by now. But to see that, I was absolutely disgusted. And then this morning, you know, I was all, I was mad about this myself. Well, who the hell are these guys? Okay. Oh, you're you're upset that if you don't have enough pension, then maybe you should save more of the millions of dollars that you're making. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden, somebody else like just threw it out there. And I heard somebody saying that I was like, yeah, yeah. What about everybody else? There's over 10 percent unemployment in the in the world right now. New Orleans, where they did that, has 15 percent unemployment. Coach, 
and the, and a bunch of millionaires worried about uh, mm-hmm. that. Uh, those guys make some of those guys make five hundred thousand dollars a game. Yeah, you know, I know for sports radio, it's good to have arguments and good to have disagreement. I couldn't agree with you more, and I, I share your disgust and disdain. You know me; we've had enough discussions here where I don't need to tell you that. But I and I didn't see that particular incident at the start of the game. Apparently, a symbolic pre-planned. I'm assuming it was pre-planned and not spur of the moment. But mm-hmm. but I feel your pain. I completely agree with everything you're saying. It's disgusting. Yeah, unbelievable. Even, I, I, even if technically they're right in some kind of, you know, in the world of pro sports, maybe they've got a point. We don't want to hear about it. No, I'm, we don't. I'm sure. I'm sure they might. And I'm, maybe, maybe I'm being hypocritical here. If they, you know, they have every right as 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 a human being to do whatever the heck they want. If they don't want to play a game of football to hold out for a couple extra thousand dollars a game, mm-hmm. okay, that's their right. And you know, if it's if it's. Uh, you know, if it's 1984 or if it's, you know, 1998 and everybody has, is, there's so, there's more, uh, jobs than there are people available for them. In some way, you know, hey, have a smile and a laugh and be like, hey, look at, look at those idiots. They don't know how good they have it. But right now in these economic times to basically, they just might as well put the middle finger up at mm-hmm. everybody is what those guys should have done. And they should have realized that too. I mean, somebody. They're idiots. They're athletes. Legitimately. Well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say they're idiots. No, I would disagree with that. Half I don't of think... those guys are in their own little world. They've been handed stuff their whole life because they were decent athletes. How many of those guys have a, gr- a grasp of reality? Okay, right now, if one of them were listening to me, they'd be upset at me, and they would still be like, "Oh, you don't understand." Yeah, you're you're right. I don't understand what it's like to to make millions of dollars to play a game. Mm-hmm. I don't. If any of I our don't. NFL players are out there listening to the two Mike guys in a mic show, 888-463-6748, call up right now, dial it up and take on the big dog one on one. But I don't think they're idiots. I mean, some of those guys, a good portion of them are fairly smart guys. No, and yeah, they and should... they're, they're articulate and they speak well. The problem is what makes them idiots is that they have never lived a real life. I don't know if and idiot so is the right word. That's the reality. Okay. It's, coach, they would get into an argument with me talking about you don't know what it's like. We put mm-hmm. our bodies on the line. You know, some guy working on a factory line making 875 that has to bend over uh, 585 times an hour to pick up something heavy and put it on the line. That guy's putting his body on the line, too, making 875 an hour. Mm-hmm. So, right, you know, I, I, I just, I, you have no idea I was, I was so mad. And then we go out there and watch one of the, one of the worst sloppy played games. By the Minnesota Vikings, I'd ever seen it just made me laugh. And, and I will, I will remind everybody that before yesterday's game, I said the Detroit Lions will have a better record than the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And some people laughed at me when I got off the phone yesterday. I had like four text messages from people. I, those people weren't texting me this morning because well, I think they. I, I, I took you one four. step further. I didn't guarantee it, but I said there's a chance that everybody's talking about Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl. There's a, a not absurd chance that the Minnesota Vikings could finish last place in their own division. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking they are, Coach. I'm not going to they're the worst team in the Bears division, the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. They did not look particularly good last night, especially on offense. And I will say this. The New Orleans Saints defensive backs as a group, secondary and cornerbacks, that's one of the better games I've seen from a defensive backfield in a long game. And what I liked about a big dog, it wasn't so much the sensational interceptions. It was good old-fashioned cover a guy. You know, and, and not stare down a receiver, but actually look back at the quarterback and deflect past something we haven't seen bear defensive backs do in a long time. Don't give them space. Stay right with them and knock 
passes away. Good old-fashioned defensive back play. I appreciated that. Well, when I disagree with you today, I'm going to have to go at it really hard because I hate when we agree on everything. But, uh, yeah, Jeremy <laughs> Sharper, you know, yes. who's, the, who's the leader of their secondary, their playmaker, wasn't playing yesterday. They needed people to step up and, and – uh, and obviously Tracy Porter, who is now a folk hero down in down in New Orleans, he played a great game. That guy Jabari Greer. Yep. How the heck does Buffalo let this guy go? He's he was their best defensive player, and all of a sudden, you know, New Orleans ends up with him. New Orleans ends up with the Bears' second best defensive player. Yes, Alex Brown last year was the Bears one of the top Bears defensive players. Losing Alex Brown is going to hurt the Bears this year. He's their he's their rotating tackle. I mean, and he just comes in and pass those situations, gave him all kinds of good snaps yesterday. And then the Roman Harper, what a great name that is, by the way. He's, that guy is just phenomenal in the secondary for the Saints. Saints have a good defense this year, a real good defense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, I know you hate this to say that, you know, but the Saints just did enough to win. There, there was a point where they weren't even getting fancy because they knew one thing. Minnesota couldn't move the football, so there was no reason for them to get cute with Bruce. Breeze throwing it all over the place. You know what I mean? I know you hate that style of game, but every once in a while, you know, Sean Payton was like, you know what? We just want to win this game. And they quit passing and just kept handing it off to Pierre Thomas, and, and, and they knew that Farm was going to be able to move the ball down the field with Greg Camarillo as their best uh, offensive option. Tell you, that's a kid, the name you just mentioned, a kid I love too. And uh, let me quickly throw out the phone number here. You want to join the dog and the coach on a little football talk, football Friday, make your beat the schmoes. Football predictions. We'll talk about that real quick after break number one. Uh, and again, topics brought up today: Lithuanian basketball, the invention of the flush toilet, and the the uh, Crapper family, and the uh, and you heard the the disgust in the big dog's voice if you saw the symbolic opening of the NFL season with the players raising the hands. Both teams. Hand-in-hand, raising the number one, indicating we are going to be one uh, versus the strike, which is coming next year. If you got some comments on that, 888-463-6748. The phone number, again, 888 You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C and the number two, Mike2Guys, AOL.com. Big dog, we talk about old-school players, guys the fans can relate to. Not a publicity hound, just a blue-collar, tough kid. He wasn't a college star, wasn't a high draft pick, but I'll tell you what, he is one hell of a professional running back. And I'm not saying he's the best, but, boy, is he tough and he wins you ball games. And it's the kid out of Illinois who played great yesterday, Pierre Thomas. He was tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're absolutely 100% right, Coach. That guy just seems to run to the open area. That might seem really simplistic, but how many times do you see Bears running backs just run into the back yep. of an offensive lineman? Yep. Yeah, he'll, he'll make a, a two-yard run. He, well, he may not break away for a touchdown, but he'll turn a would-be two-yarder into a five-yarder, a one-yarder into a four, a three into a seven. If you know anything about football, that wins you games. Oh, absolutely. Walter Payton, the reason why he was the greatest running back of all time is because I think he got about 97% of the of the possible yards that he could have in his career. Do you know what I mean? It was just like he fought and got every single inch possible that he could. And when you watch uh, up here, Thomas, it's the same exact way. Uh, I, I forget. I think it was Gruden last night who was the one who brought it up, and uh, they're like, uh, he was like, you know, uh, Pierre Thomas uh, ran a four six five at the combine, yep. one of the slowest running back times that year. Mm-hmm. He ended up falling to the seventh round, and that's maybe that's why you know they didn't play him at Illinois yeah. because E. B. Halsey was so fast and all that <laughs> other stuff. Well, you know what? Halsey. Just give give the guy the ball and figure out who's a better running back. Mm-hmm. If, if I mean, seriously, <laughs> Emmett Smith was a midget. 
and he was average speed. But Emmett Smith ran with heart, and he ran with vision. Walter Payton ran with heart, ran with vision, and he also had a little bit of moves. How fast? There's something to be said. Barry Sanders, I, I, I'm not kidding you, Coach. If, if I was 25 years old and Barry Sanders was 25, and we ran a, a 40-yard dash, I bet Barry Sanders would only beat me by about yeah. three yards. Yeah, it was his his cutback ability, his ability to stop on the dime and change directions. That's yeah. what made him so special. Uh, so that's all these times everybody, oh, is a running back. How fast yeah. is he? You know what? Chris Johnson is the the like the exact uh, like hopefully Chris Johnson doesn't hurt the game of football because that guy is just flat out he's a sprinter he's one of the fastest people on the planet but the, what makes Chris Johnson great is the fact that he runs to the open area and he can break a tackle too not just the fact you put Usain Bolt in the NFL he would average about a yard a, a tack, I mean a yard a carry mm-hmm. you know so when, when you run between the tackles how fa- you don't need to run four three forty right I mean to get to the outside and break it away yes you do but if you're a between-the-tackles runner, I mean, how many times do you get a full head of steam there anyways? It's about finding holes. It's about driving defenders back. It's about toughness and vision, and that's what guys like Pierre Thomas have. Absolutely, yeah. And, it was, and, and last night, uh, the Vikings figured it out, too. They were like, you know, all they're going to do is just keep on giving us Pierre Thomas because this team decided they just want to figure out a way to, mm-hmm. to, you know, to get the win. And then, you know, made a real easy night on, on Drew Brees and, that isn't going to be your typical New Orleans Saints offense throughout mm-hmm. the year, but it just proves Sean Payton, possibly the best coach in the NFL right now because he doesn't do it the same way every day. He figures out whatever yeah. the best way for his team to win is, and then he goes out and tries to get it done that way. Coach. By the way, for the people scoring at home, you mentioned Walter Payton. You mentioned head coach of the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton. Uh, not related. No, no to, not related, Coach. Just want to make sure we get that out there. I was one of the guys, by the way, my great football wisdom who thought Sean Payton was going to be an example of the Peter Principle. He just had that youthful look. I thought as a head coach he would be in over his head. Pretty good assistant coach, but I thought he was going to fail as a head coach, and obviously I have failed as a football analyzer because he is well in, uh, well in charge, very well respected, and a good offense, a great it's, offensive mind. It's, it's funny you brought that up because I remember you speaking so highly of him. Yeah. Uh, you know, kid out of eastern Illinois, kid that went to – so really local to me, Naperville North. Uh, yep. So, you know, I saw him actually play when uh, you know when I was at Downers Grove North. Uh, he was a little bit older than me, but I, you know, I always go to the Downers North games, the Downers South yep. games. So, I, I mean, I remember Sean Payton in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to act like the kid was. I, we didn't think he was the next Joe Montana, but you know, I mean, he was a, a local star football player. This so. Saturday, Big Dog, if you want to travel down to Charleston, I believe Sean Payton will be there. They are retiring his number. The record-setting quarterback of the Fighting Panther. You could head down to Charleston, visit a couple of the uh, young ladies you used to date down there, and catch the Sean Payton retirement jer- uh, jersey retirement party. Might be a good time. I only dated one girl at uh, at Eastern Illinois. And Was her I, last name Payton? I, no, but I, times have changed for her. She's hit hard times. I, now I think they fly her over the stadium. <laughs> Oh, blew up a little bit in the offseason. Not anymore, though. She puts her thumb in her mouth and they blow up. All right, take it easy. Take it easy. By the way, the Peyton family, a little bit of a sore spot for me uh, from a personal front on this particular day. Big Dog, you'll be happy to know as I sidelight here a little bit. You'll be not so happy to know that I got bumped off of my high school announcing gig tonight by Walter Peyton's son, Jared Peyton. How do you like that? Well, replace. 
you, you do realize that he's not part of my MVPs.com, so we're going to have precedent. Yeah, and I have uh, nothing so, against it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of happy about it. So he'll mention my MVPs.com hopefully like five or six times. He may be coasting, he may be uh, co-hosting the show in place of me, and I have nothing against Jarrett's a great young guy. And of course, I loved his dad, uh, Walter Payton, but just on this particular day, you know, I got, I got, I got bumped. Bumped. Yeah, by who's, Payton. Who, what game did you get bumped from? Elk Grove Friend. Not a bad game. Elk Grove Village has a football team still? Take it easy. Very you know, good team. Is they went to the playoffs last year, and I am not kidding you. That Elk Grove Village, I'm not knocking them. I'm, I'm complimenting them on their turnaround, Coach. For 25 years, I bet you they averaged, in 25 years, they might have had 40 wins. And then all of a sudden they got a new coach, and they go to the playoffs every year for the last couple of years. That's that's really, really cool that you can do that at a, at, a, at a high school. Maybe we'll get head coach Brian Dow on the air with us, and he can talk about how he turned around the uh, and, Grenadier program at Elk Grove Village. And, and I'm not kidding you. That's how bad they were, Coach. I mean, they would they would go winless. When, when I was in high school, they might have won one yeah. game in the four years that I was at Tonner. They'd get a big crowd or a decent crowd for the first half, then the band would play at halftime. Uh-huh. And after all the marching band parents and friends would leave, there would be about 14 people on the stand. Not, yeah. not a pretty sight. Eight 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 four six three six seven. It's pretty sad when when you see your girlfriend in the stands and she's wearing a jersey from the other team. <laughs> oh goodness! It's pretty sad when they have that day. You know, you you pick out your favorite teacher, and you give them your jersey to wear. Some of the schools do that, and like only three teachers show up. None of them are even willing to wear the kid's jersey. That's that's sad. Uh, All I right. wash my hair. Hey, real quick, some of the NFL games, and then we'll do our Beat the Schmoes football yeah. picks, but some of the ones on the docket for week number one. First of all, I love the Monday night, 6 o'clock, and the Ravens at the Jets. That's going to be pretty good. How about the Dallas Cowboys taking on Donovan McNabb and the Washington Redskins, two arch rivals, and McNabb's opening game for the Redskins, Big Dog. Give me a quick line on those two games. Uh, I, I, I'm going to, I hate to say this, but yeah, I think the, the Cowboys are going to come in and smash, uh, the Redskins. Redskins are a very bad team. Okay. Mike Shanahan, I, he's going to have to do a heck of a lot in order to change that around. And I love Donovan McNabb and I want to, I want him to prove the Eagles organization wrong, but I don't think it's going to happen. And, mm-hmm. uh, the Cowboys are really, really good this year. And I, and I think it's between them and the Saints to win the NFC. Mm-hmm. So. All right. uh, this opening weekend, I hate to uh, pick the Cowboys and, and the Jets and the Ravens. Woo! We're gonna wow. the Jets. Blue uh, forty-two red seventeen set. Split left, split left, banana right. Ready, set. Hut, hut, hut. Hey, who? Hey. <coughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Ray Lewis, I think, put it perfectly. He's like Rex Ryan cast a check. Oh no, Ray, Ray Ryan, Rex Ryan has written a check, and we're going to have to see if the Jets players can cash it. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you put that much of a target? I understand building up pressure and, and building up a goal for your team, but the, the the stuff that he has said has been absolutely ludicrous. You don't do that, so he he's uh, really put a a bullseye on the on the chest of the Jets. It seems tell, like, tell both myself and our outstanding listening audience exactly what Rex Ryan has said. Well, first and foremost, he, he has been very boisterous, and not just like on in camp where the cameras are, where you know you can forgive a guy. He's straight up looked in the cameras and said, "We're going to win the Super Bowl." Okay. Okay. Well, you know, you, you could do that once, that's, but he's done it repeatedly. That's pretty he boisterous. Also said this. He said this. He said, "We're the Miami Heat of the NFL." We're the Miami what? We're the Miami Heat of the NFL. Ah. 
basically saying that we're winning the Super Bowl unless something crazy happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rex, I don't think he's boisterous for the TV cameras. He's just a boisterous, rotund, happy-go-lucky, loves football type of guy. However, if you're the head coach. But I think he might. Yeah. You've been, you say stuff like that. You're doing nothing but putting pressure on your own team, too. So that, that could come, uh, you know, that'll work against you. That'll come back to haunt you. You know, sometimes, you know, it, it can elevate your level of play and practice and your focus and all that. Which is fine. But if you've waken up 31 other teams and kind of like slapped them in the face, you don't need extra incentive for teams in the NFL to come in and beat you. They want to beat you bad enough already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want to wake teams up. There's sometimes there's nothing wrong with laying in the weeds. And that's what the Jets did last year, and they won a couple playoff games. They might uh, – it's a lot easier to sneak up on somebody than it is yeah. to, to stand there and take the punches. It's a lot different, Coach. It so is we'll, indeed, we'll, and there's we'll, one problem with the New York. And I, I enjoyed the Hard Knocks uh, series, and there's still one more to go. I want to watch that. It's very, I find it riveting television, even if you're not a football fan. But there's one problem with the New York Jets, in my opinion. Very talented team, big dog, very well coached team. The problem, I think, quarterback Matt Sanchez, I don't think he's uh, ready to yeah, ability wise and leadership wise, the guy's kind of a knucklehead. So I don't, I don't know if he's the guy that can take the Jets to the Super Bowl. Well, that's uh, that's uh, that's a tough statement because you, you talk about it's um, it's it, it is hard to tell. I will tell you that, but mm-hmm. they've got so much talent outside of the quarterback. They have the best offensive line in the game of football. Yeah, they've got really, really, really good receivers. They've got. Uh, uh, Sean Green, who's a fantastic running back, and they got LT as the backup, and then their defense. It's the best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Outside so, of that, they don't have much. Yeah. <laughs> so if they, if they get decent quarterback play, which is a question, the New York Jets, well, it's going to be interesting to watch. Six o'clock, that's going to be the marquee game of the NFL weekend. We're going to make our Beat the Schmoes football picks when we come back. And, and let me reiterate to this to everybody. I don't care about the NFL. I know it's the opening weekend. I, I don't care that much about them this particular weekend. Mm-hmm. This is a college football weekend. It's the greatest college football non-conference weekend I have ever seen. Ever. So does that mean all three of your games are going to be picked uh, via the college football route? When, when was the last time I took an NFL game and beat the Schmoes that didn't, when there was any college games available? It's a good point. It, it had to been at least six years ago, Coach. It's a good point. Normally I do pick NFL games, but, and I talked to producer extraordinaire David Olson, who's helping us out with the show today. We're hoping David joins us as a guest Schmo today. And I, I said, you know what? Normally I pick NFL games, but I went 3-0 and last week, big dog, betting on college games. Uh, Common sense says I got to stick the collegiate route until I get defeated, right? Yes, okay. Coach. That's exactly what you need to do. All right, so I'm going all three. But our fans out there, well, I'll tell you what, oh. we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Big Doe, you could describe many people jumping on board on the show not familiar with the Beat the Schmoes football prediction game. We'll talk about that. The Schmoes will make their predictions. In addition, dog, I don't know if you have a couple ready. I got my two surprise teams. <laughs> For the NFL season, two teams that nobody's talking about that might be there at the end. I'm going to give you my surprise picks when we come back. TalkZone.com, two guys at a mic, big dog and a coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Sounded like Thomas Crapper at work in the background. Back in a minute.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Yeah, welcome back. Two Guys and a Mic, TalkZone.com. Week two of the Football Friday. It's our first Football Friday with NFL games on the slate. Of course, one of the highlights of Football Friday is we play Beat the Schmoes. The Schmoes were impressive in week one, going eight and one. Highly, highly impressive. Brian Brower are not in here today. Was a guest schmo last week and he went two and one. Me and the dog going three and oh. And, uh, well, big dog, real quick for the new listeners, you explain what the heck. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We hear it, two guys at a mic play a game called Beat. The Schmoes. And quite simply, the we will pick three football games against the spread, mind you. Wow! And uh, and you, the caller, call us up at what particular phone number, Coach? Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. That would be the particular phone number. You call that phone number and you give us three games. And if you yep. beat both of us, no. No. Well, why don't you describe it, Coach? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I was saying no like an astonishment. Oh, okay. If if you beat both of us, then you would win a prize from our illustrious and vacuous prize <laughs> vault coach. Do we have any of the massage parlor gift certificates or those? I think those all got taken by our general manager, Chris Whitting. And we haven't seen them in a long no. time. He came back, and yeah. normally after, you know, like 15 massages, you look very, very, very relaxed. Yes. He looked like he had more stress in his life after that, coach. It's interesting. It's interesting. I think you had to buy like an extra fourteen uh, Valentine's Day cards. Is what <laughs> it was. <laughs> we had one of those punch cards. You know, you go nine times, and the tenth one is free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, if you punch those things too quickly in a week, I mean, there's nothing left. <laughs> All right. So, we'll, but we'll we'll uh, open up something from the prize vault. And in addition, if you beat the schmoes, and again, tie goes to the dealer. Tie goes to us because you have to beat us. All of our, at the end of the football season, whatever it is, 16, 17, 18 weeks, Big Dog will take all the winners, put them in a hat. You'll come in studio. I'm going to have you do the drawing. We'll pick out one name, and that fine lister will win $100 cold cash, courtesy of the TalkZone.com Corporation. So if you beat us twice, you get two uh, two things in there. Yes. Okay. Heck Absolutely. Yeah, hey, thank, Absolutely. thank goodness umpire Don hasn't found our show, huh? Yeah, he would. He would. He'd call up under different this guy's name. Oh goodness, David! This guy, umpire Don, is a guy who uh, he works at night, but his day job, basically, he listens to like six or seven different radio shows at a time. And if they got a contest going on, he joins that contest consistently, day in day. I mean, it was amazing on our old radio show. Anytime we do a contest, and I know, I know he's not just listening to us. He would pop on, and sure enough, he'd try to win like sixteen different times. That was his part-time job. Not exactly a uh, very worthwhile source of income, Big Dog, but Umpire Don made a lot of money off our old radio station. Yeah, he, he harassed me. He didn't even follow the rules of one game. He harassed me, and, and so finally <laughs> I just sent him a $25 check. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was easier than dealing with all the personal affronts. Huh? Honestly, yeah, he was calling me, like, harassing me. Because, uh-huh. so, like, I had to, like, stump the pole, and that was before stump the slot came out. <laughs> And I was like, any question after 1980? He asked me a question from 1970. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I didn't get the question right. And uh, so he kept harassing me. I'm like, hey, it was supposed to be after 1980. He's like, I didn't hear that part. So I was like, too bad. Well, he kept <laughs> calling, coach. 
For, he, he kept calling for his twenty five dollars. Yeah, I so know. I, 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 I've, I've had similar experience. You don't have to convince me, but uh, he was only a decade off. Give him a break, big dog. All right, yeah. beat the schmoes. Football predictions, high school, college, or pro? Yeah, we'll put. Uh, we're the only show. We'll find a way to put a point spread down on a high school game if that, in fact, is the way you want to go. Pick any three games. Okay, David Olson, do you uh, do you have any picks or? Yeah, I, I can come up with three. Do you want to uh, wait for myself? You want to go first, second, or third? We'll give you the choice. Uh, doesn't matter. If you want me to go, I'll go right now. All right, let's go. Lead off. Yeah. Guess schmo, ladies and gentlemen, his first time. As a schmo, the first time's always a tough one, big dog. Producer David Olson. Okay, uh, pick number one. Uh, it is Detroit playing at Chicago. Uh-oh. Chicago is favored by six and a half. I'm taking the Lions to cover. Oh, you, you hate the Bears. I don't, I don't, bears. I don't hate the Bears. <laughs> I just don't think the Bears can put up points. Yeah, not, not with the, not with that offensive David, line. David's a, he's a Bear fan, but he's objective. He's a true professional. That's why he hopped on board and took the small salary on our show. And he right. uh, David, he David, plays the, like the, the Bear. The Bears will win. Okay, but they won't cover. Okay. If there's any NFL game I liked this week, it was the Lions plus the six and a half. Without a doubt, David, that's the smartest pick on the board. All right, Gashmo, David Olson, pick number two. Uh, pick number two, the Colts at Houston. Once again, uh, Indianapolis is also having big offensive line yeah. problems. I'm going to take Houston in the upset. That's a, and it's only a two-point spread? Yes. Wow. So yes. The, the Indianapolis love, big dog, is uh, for this year has diminished somewhat. That's an excellent pick. That's a sucker bet. Everybody's going to be betting on the Indianapolis Colts. and Because, and, oh, only two, only two, they only need a field goal. It's the reason why it's two points. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Colts better get their offensive line situation straight. Matt Schaub and uh, Owen Daniels, their fine tight end. Andre Johnson, the great receiver. Who is the running back for the Houston? Arian Foster. Look out. Darian Foster? Arian Foster. What? As in, like, one of Hitler's sons, but he's an African-American. <laughs> and don't what? forget, their backup is Steve Slayton. From Virginia, West Virginia. West Virginia. That's. They've got a nice. Okay. They've got a nice little team over there. Uh-huh. So don't sleep on the Texans. So far, David Olson's picks agreeing with the big dog, or at least he likes him. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. Uh, we, we had, that's probably not good. Geshmo, David Olson, pick number three. Pick number three. Dallas playing the Washington Redskins wow. on Sunday night. Woo! Don't Dallas go is no. a three and a, a, a. Dallas is a three and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm. You got to go with that number. I'm picking Dallas to win big time. Where's the game at? It's at Washington. Okay. At Washington, but uh, mm-hmm. Donovan McNabb is hurting. He's playing on a bum ankle. Yeah, and you you realize who their their backup is, right? Yes, Mr. Rex Grossman. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, my Shanahan was like, is that thing attached? Your leg is attached, right, Donovan? You're you're going out there. Exactly. Exactly. Quarterback exactly. assistance, please, for the Washington Redskins. Quarterback assistance to door number four. Please see Mr. Shanahan on the way in. There's only one agent in all of the NFL that does not want their player to play, and that's Rex Grossman. <laughs> much much more valuable as uh, yes. yeah. He'll have a job at the NFL for the next 10 years if he can never take another some, snap. Some things are best left unseen, Big Dog. Yes, exactly. All right, very nicely done. Big Dog, uh, 3-0 last week. And there were a lot of our emailers, and, you know, sort of like the Rex Ryan thing. I don't want to put too much pressure on you. But a lot of tweeters, a lot of emailers, including Cinemax Cindy, 
all firing on you saying the dog went 3-0 and week one. That's a sure indication he's going to fall flat on his face this week. So a little bit of pressure because some of the uh, listeners not particularly happy with your 3-0 and pick the first week. Well, uh, I could really care less if they were happy or unhappy about it. And well, I what about Cinemax? I fell as flat as a 10-year-old girl after this particular pick, but I'll, I'll do my best, Coach. 10-year-old and, girls uh, are developing. I don't know if you've seen the recent studies, but puberty is setting at a much earlier age than back in your generation, Big Dumb. Oh, so then maybe I have a chance to be successful this week. Uh, so, yeah, it's all the hormones in the chicken, Coach. Take it easy. That's what it is. Wow. Um, take it easy. It's just the truth. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going with is one thing I've known about football is this. People fall in love with a team one week and they hammer them, you know, the next week. And the re- so lines fluctuate. And one thing is great is players will listen to their coaches after horrible losses. So that is why I'm going to take Kansas plus the 14 against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's a really good football team. Kansas is bad. Kansas lost to an FBS team last week. So everybody's pounding on Kansas saying they're one of the worst teams in the country, blah, blah, blah. You know what? They will come out at home, and they will cover the 14 against Georgia Tech just for the simple fact they lost to a Division One AA school last week. And for those keeping score at home, the extremely rotund Mark Mangino no longer the coach of the fighting Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, man, I don't even know the name of the new – oh, no, it's Turner Gill. It's Turner Gill. They ah, will be fine, Coach. The ex-Nebraska All-American had great success out in Buffalo, turned down a potential political career. They were recruiting him to go to politics, stayed in football. He's a heck of a coach. Yeah, very, very good and, coach. And if there's anybody that could uh, teach up a team how to defend the triple option, I would have to say it's Turner Gill. Mm-hmm. So, And now we go to another game. Now, I will tell you this. Oregon is good, and Tennessee is bad. But the game is at Neyland Stadium in Tennessee. Pack 10 points. against the Southeast. They'll be rumbling, stumbling, bumbling. It's college football coming at you. That's a good ball game. Yeah, 12 points is way too much for Oregon to be laying. So I'm going to take the 12 points mm-hmm. for the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee is a 12-point underdog at home. Oregon can't be Man. that good, can they? So we'll have to find out. Yeah, that is, that is a surprise. 12 points at home. Yeah, the Tennessee and I do Bob. realize Tennessee is this is not a good Tennessee team, but I, I just mm-hmm. early on in the season, Oregon's got a lot of young players that are playing for them this year, and they're, that's that's a hundred and ten thousand people. That's a lot of people, all wearing that uh, lovely burnt orange of the Tennessee Volunteer. And uh, so my last game Uh-oh. is uh, I, I've seen it everywhere from thirteen and a half, fourteen, and fourteen and a half. So I'll, if I'll just take it at fourteen, Northwestern. If that's all right, coach. If I could take it right in the middle. If you say no, uh, then I'll, I'll move to another game. But uh, everybody loves Iowa, and then, then oh, Iowa absolutely destroyed Eastern Illinois last week. Every single year, the Iowa Iowa State game is a very very good ball game. I know there's all types of football games all over the weekend. This one is being kind of put aside, but I will take Iowa State. I will take the 14 points. Mm-hmm. I will. They will go into Iowa City. They will grab an early lead, and Iowa will come storming back and win in the fourth quarter like they do every single one of these games. I'll take Iowa State plus the 14 points. Yeah, I, I hear you. I don't like that prediction. I hear you with the, the theory of the uh, the point spread sometimes overrated in a rivalry game. So I, I like that angle. And you're right, Iowa-Iowa State, underrated rivalry. Uh, however, I do think the Iowa Hawkeyes this year, Ricky Stanzi and company behind an offensive line that averages, what, about 295 pounds? 
Well, they're no, they're an athletic offensive line. They're well, really I, not that big. I, well, no, no, they're big. They're big, but they can dance. They got uh-huh. quick feet. And the, the best player in the country possibly is on Iowa's defense. Who's that? That Claiborne kid. Okay. Who basically will spend more time in opponents' backfields than their quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, right. so, I mean, the kid can flat out play. All right. Iowa against Iowa State. So, uh, big dog, real quick, if you're playing again, uh, you can call us up at 888-463-6748. You can dial it up, uh, or I'm sorry, you can email your Beat the Schmoes football predictions to Mike. Two guys, AOL.com, MIC, and the number two. But, dog, you're taking uh, Kansas plus 14 over Georgia Tech. Tennessee, 12 points you're getting at home. Oh, how the mighty have fallen against the Duck of Oregon. And you're taking Iowa State and 14 on the road against the Hawkeye. We got that correct? Yes, Coach. Uh, if you go 3-0 and again, I will be calling you Monday morning. We will send a white limo and have you come personally into the studio. How's that? Uh, I, I will call you on that, Coach. Okay. And not this Monday. How about the following Monday? Because that's when I'll need the actual ride. <laughs> okay. And I, I could delve into that further, but the show's over at 11 o'clock. Gotcha. All right, you ready for the coach's prediction here? And 3-0 and last week, by the way, for the usually uh, – I used to be good and beat the Schmoes my last two or three years. I've been miserable. But I'm going to take, uh, first of all, UCLA and Stanford – Jimmy Harbaugh and company, fairly high rated with Stanford. I believe the Stanford Cardinal are going to fall flat on their face. Combination of Jim Harbaugh, most overrated coach in America, and number two, big dog, too much time spent in the classroom. And that will kill uh, There is no way Harbaugh is the most overrated coach in America because um, that falls directly on Les Miles' shoulder. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, then call him the second most overrated. But I'm going to take Rick Neuheisel. And the revitalized, taking him a while. But I think the blonde bomber, the blonde... Uh, ex-quarterback that killed Illinois, by the way, that's still a sports spot. Rick Neuheisel and the UCLA Bruin will knock off Stanford. I'm getting six points. I don't even need the six. But you can take the six and use it for your Georgia Tech pick. How's that? Oh, I, I, I might need it, actually. I'll take the 20, <laughs> the plus 20. All right. Michigan State and Florida Atlantic. I went, uh, gave up, what did I give up? 37 and a half points last week in Nebraska, Western Kentucky. I'm going to give up a big number again. I think it's 28. Michigan State, Mark D'Antonio and company, very underrated. They got about 19 running backs. They throw at you, and the quarterback is uh, our good friend Kirk Cousins, right? Still quarterbacking? Yep. All right, I'm going to take the Spartans and give up the 28 to the Fighting Atlantics of Florida. That's a, I don't know enough about Florida Atlantic. That's why that that's just such a huge number. I didn't want to touch that, but okay. Michigan State did look dominate against Western yep. Michigan in, the, in that first game, Coach. Yeah, and, and, by the way, I very, very, very was very close. I'm taking the Bruins plus the six in that mm-hmm. game. So, okay. So you're I'm agreeing way too many with, with the other smokes as far. It's not good. It could be I'd a, rather be, I'd rather, yeah. uh, be what, like, I'd like to disagree on something. Anytime, if, uh, history will tell us. Anytime the schmoes are in agreement, we feel good with each other's picks. That's the week we come back Monday with our head between our legs. Yeah, I just, I gotta be honest, I haven't seen Florida Atlantic Owls play at all, so I, I would not want to take that pick. Right now, so. I've studied Florida Atlantic football for all of about uh, 22 seconds this morning. The fighting Schnellenberger's coach. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, pick number three, and again, like David Olson here, I, you know, he's a Bear fan. He picked against the Bears. I'm not rooting for Alabama. You know, one of my theories this year in college football is ABBA, ABA, anyone but Alabama. But being the true professional I am when it comes to beat the schmoes, I got to go with my mind and not my heart. They're taking on Penn State, giving up 12 points. I think Penn State and Joe Pa are going to take a couple of steps down this year. A freshman quarterback 
going up against the revitalized Alabama defense. Big Dog, I'm going to take the Crimson Tide and give up 12 points to the whiteout that is Penn State. I mean, I can I can understand that pick, Coach, and I'm glad some of us picked one of the games between Penn State, Alabama, mm-hmm. Florida State, Oklahoma, Miami, uh, Ohio State, uh, Georgia versus South Carolina. I'm glad one of us actually picked one of the big games that is going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Florida, South Florida. Actually, I kind of want to pick that, that South Florida game. Getting 16 points at uh, the Swamp or it's 15 and a half, something like that. It's right in there. I, I mm-hmm. Nobody picked Michigan and, and, and Notre Dame. We have all these great games that I've been talking about all week, and, and I went with all, all the, 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 the schmuck games yep. all over the down a lot the line, of so. uh, yeah, A lot of tempting, tempting games to go with, but beat the schmoes. you got to pick the uh, top three. That's part of the uh, part of the challenge that is. And one thing I've noticed uh, about you, Big Dog, and again, the listeners, you want to call in with your picks or just talk some football on a football Friday, any of the games coming up of your local interest, 888-463-6748. NFL kicks off this weekend. Of course, we had a game last night, 14-9 New Orleans Saints. But, um, Big Dog, one thing I found about you and your predictions, and you don't gamble now. Back in the day when you really studied up and you had a lot at stake at it, as in a lot of your cash, you would not do very well. Once you took the pressure off, once you went with your instincts and your feeling instead of overthinking it, that's when you perform the best. And we, we have found that you, if you overthink, if you research too much your football picks, that is a recipe for disaster. I just watch the games now, and and I and I and I look and I, and whenever somebody. Whenever somebody gets patted on the back a million times, everybody talks about how great they are, and they end up being like a 15-point favorite. I always bet against them, and that's mm-hmm. done, me, done me really well. And this is no joke. In 06, I lost about $14,000 betting on football. And this is after you can you you know you can say what you want, Coach, but I had a I had a wife, and she had no problem with me gambling on football. Okay, because I had always won every year. I had won money, and then all of a sudden one weekend I lost $14,000. Wow. We got divorced soon after that. Is the best way. That was the beginning of our downfall. Was with that weekend when I lost fourteen thousand. That's a bad weekend. It was a really, really, really. It was a really bad weekend. So I gave up. I haven't gambled since. Mm-hmm. And I am not kidding. After that, I know you were like whatever, but that legitimately after that particular time, the rest of the year on beat the schmoes, I picked over eighty percent. I ended up like at sixty three percent at the end mm-hmm. of the year on beat the schmoes. I picked. Eighty percent, and I knew it was going to happen. Once I didn't have any money on any uh, games that year, I went over eighty percent the rest of the season. Sometimes you got to hit your low point so that you can bounce back even higher. Well, I'm not kidding you. That particular week, like the craziest stuff happened. Like, uh, like an onside kick, a team like it was trying to. They had just covered and beat the spread. I'm like, okay, I finally won. That's that's uh, you know, I put like a thousand bucks on a game. I was like, okay, I won that game. Uh, onside kick, a guy grabs the ball, returns it for a touchdown, and then mm-hmm. I didn't cover the spread anymore. Stuff now, like that was happening to me. Now you're so- starting to sound like a true better. Someone it who puts was, their money down on the horrible. line. Yeah, you can, you can, you can have stories like that coming out of the kazoo. That's why. It was all one weekend. It was all. It was like game after game after game. I bet one game where I took the over versus the Chargers versus the Ravens. It was thirty-two and a half, mm-hmm. and the score of the first half of twenty-four to seven. So I'm like, okay. $1,000, which is a $2,100 swing, okay? There was no point scored in the second half. <laughs> I was 
Like, are you kidding me? Marty Schottenheimer went into the reverse mode on offense. He was punting on second down. It was, oh, my God, Coach. And, uh, truth be told, David Olson, we might as well release it on the airwaves. Now, that was not really the beginning of the end of the Big Dog's marriage. I think it goes back a couple weeks earlier when he shockingly found out behind the scenes that his wife actually, without telling him, had picked Georgia Southern plus the 28 against Georgia Tech on the road. That was the real beginning of the end of that marriage. It possibly could have been. That was a rambling wreck. I could never <laughs> go against the rambling wreck. <laughs> All right. 888-463-6748. Big Dog, I said I'm going to release my top two surprise picks of the NFL season. I know usually when you're in studio, you release on a regular basis. Uh, and occasionally you'll even give us a football pick. Who was it? Our co-host Brian Bauer used to say with Joel doing radio, that thank goodness they don't have scratch and sniff radio. Yeah, I get, it's not that I don't shower, but <laughs> my, my non-preservatives that I eat. Yes, yes. You may be healthy, but the gaseous substance that comes out afterwards is not. But I move along anyways, and, and uh, I ask you first, do you have any teams that are not being mentioned right now in NFL football that you think maybe could uh, surprise people, maybe be talked about towards the end of the season? Well, I, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I, uh, I just, I just, I love the Lions right now. I okay. think uh, the Honolulu Blue. This is uh, nobody's given that team any any chance whatsoever, and I, I do believe they win eight games. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you're talking about just dramatically improved teams, it, it's the Detroit Lions. Well, for a team that's won what two in the last two years? Yeah, that's basically it. Right? Yeah, eight yeah. would be a, a significant upgrade. Yes, and, I, and will they make the playoffs? I highly, that highly doubt it. Still qualifies I, I like as a, that would qualify as a surprise team. The Lions going eight and eight. Anybody else you like that uh, other people don't? The, the the Oakland Raiders coach. I they are doing things the right way. They stop the run. They run the football. Well, they finally got rid of the experiment that was Jamarcus Russell. Hopefully, Jeff Campbell <laughs> can come back healthy with his team. In the meantime, uh, Bruce Gradkowski. <laughs> Is uh you know going to get things done? Kid out of uh, the MAC conference, I, I like right? Raiders coach. Isn't Greg like to Even go to the playoffs? How about wow. that? Raiders wow. to go to the playoffs. The black and silver making the quantum leap. Brad, see, I like a quarterback with the last name Greg Kowski. He plays like a Greg Kowski. Yeah, he's he's a quality backup coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's one of those guys that you know you know Jeff Campbell is a better quarterback than him. At least we think. You know, Greg Kowski could end up being pretty decent. But, uh, you know, this Greg Housky kid, you know, if he's a guy that's going to have to start two or three games for you, you feel like you have a chance to win all those games. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to, he's not like your typical Bears quarterback where basically as soon as they, the backup comes in, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, now who are we going to get in the draft? <laughs> Five so plays later. Game, yeah, the game plan is, let's, yeah. you know, let's find an offensive lineman with good feet. Let's find, a, you know, a, a corner with good hips as soon as the, that's the game plan when the Bears go to their backup quarterback. Typical to most teams with the, the, you know, the most popular player is the backup quarterback. With the Bears, after about five or six plays, he is no longer the most popular player. Yeah, when, the, when they talk about with the emergency quarterbacks, they mean that stuff when it's with the Chicago Bears. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, let me give you my two-team nobody. Nobody talking about these two teams that went over the teams this morning, Big Dog, for about 18 minutes, looking for the hunch, the feel. It wasn't so much cerebral. You know with me, with my many years of NFL football watching, it's hunch, it's feel, it's instinct. It's rarely correct, but that's what I go by, hunch and feel and instinct. I got the Philadelphia Eagles, everybody predicting 
the demise of the Philadelphia Eagles. Kevin Colbert. Wait, so everybody's saying that's, that's, that's like they're the second best team in the East this year. No, no, no. Nobody's talking about the Eagles. Don't, don't kill my thunder, please. Sorry. Kevin, Kevin Kolb going to surprise people. And I'm a big Andy Reid fan. Are his two sons out of prison yet? I don't know, but I, I got to tell you something. Best sex they ever had. <laughs> wow. Uh, David, there are some advantages to Joel doing the show via the phone, too, because I can't slap his large cranium on the side of the head. Uh, thank you for that uh, f- outstanding input. I, I know I think Philadelphia's going to surprise people this year. I think Kevin Kolb. Andy Reid is a smart enough offensive mind. If he got rid of Donovan McNabb, he's got himself a good quarterback. I think Kevin Kolb goes breakout this year, and uh, the Philadelphia defense, I think, underrated. I don't know who the hell's going to run the ball for him this year, but I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. And here's another surprise team. See if you're with me here. Maurice Jones-Drew, sport coat, tie, and Jack Del Rio on the sidelines. Heads up, watch out for the Jacksonville Jaguar. Can you come with me a little bit on my Jaguar love? No, nah, the, the Jaguars, are the, they're absolutely screwed in that division because the Texans are better than them, the Colts are better than them. It's, it's, the AFC South right now is the last division you want to be in because mm-hmm. and the Titans are better than them. They're going to finish in last place uh, in their division. I just so. have a feeling that Jacksonville becomes almost like the Baltimore Ravens of three, four, five years ago, whenever it was they had that breakout year. Underrated defense. I think Jack Del Rio, pretty good coach, and they got a heck of a running back, maybe one of the tops in the NFL. So, and again, you're, you're right. You're right about all that, coach. But the, the only problem is you're you're all about the quarterback who can throw the mid range. So David Garrard is the most inconsistent quarterback in the NFL. He makes some of the most bonehead plays, and he cannot throw the ball down the field. Who's the so, other? But they got another guy that's challenging David Garrard. I, I, I wasn't aware of that. So okay. maybe if he ends up playing, but the problem is the AFC South is the best division in football. All right. It is. It's the best. I don't care. You can go on and on about And NFC North is actually one of the better ones, too, that the Bears are in. But the AFC South is loaded. And you can't pick the Philadelphia Eagles if you continue to pronounce their quarterback's name wrong. Not Kevin, Kevin Cobb. Kevin, Kevin Cobb, Cobb is, has played two games last year. He threw four over 300 yards. Oh, by the way, in both those games that they played, so the Eagles lost by about 800 points, and that's the only reason why he threw for so many yards. He's Kevin a... Cobb, I, I, he hasn't proven anything to me yet. And the guy who's going to be running the ball for them is the guy that the Saints let go. Mike Bell is now the starting halfback. That's not necessarily good. Philadelphia Eagles. Wait, his yeah. last name is spelled K-O-L-B. Are you telling me the L is silent? Yes, Coach. His, his name is Brett Fabric. Can I, can I retract my position? Because you know how I hate silent letters. Yes, I do know how you you feel this way. Yeah, Kevin Cobb, even though it's spelled K O L B, it's Kevin Cobb. Coach. Shocking! I wouldn't lie to you. Absolutely shocking. I'm, I, I take that as a personal affront. All right, Big Doe, we got about a minute and a half left on uh, a beat the schmoes football Friday. Any thoughts you have? We opened up the show with breakdown of Lithuanian basketball. When we come back on Monday, um, United States a gold medal? Yes. Yes, I do believe it because uh, they're deep, Coach. they got 12 good players. They're, they're playing as a team. They're fun to watch, uh, by the way. They're really fun to watch. And I do think that game is starting right now with Lithuania, isn't it? No, that's tomorrow, I believe. They had two days off in a row. In the, oh, I wow. think so. If it's on, i got to call home and make sure that game is on tape because I was all trying to figure out Saturday's television schedule. I'm going to the Northwestern game. I want to tape Miami and Ohio State. i got to tape, or I'm sorry, DVR, uh, Michigan and Nebraska and still find a way to watch uh, USA take on Lithuania. Not sure how I'm going to do all those three, but somehow I will find a way.
Well, if it's an option between Ohio State and Miami and uh, Lithuania and the United States, I'm just going to – I don't want to watch a 25-point blowout. So, right. so I guess that's going to happen in the Ohio State-Miami game too. Ooh, are you worried about Serbia at all? Yeah, I'm worried about Serbia. Seriously. You know, you get white Muslims with guns, you never know what could happen. <laughs> Talking about their basketball team. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I believe the other two teams in the semifinals, Serbia taking on Turkey, which uh, should also be an outstanding game. Yeah, all right. they, they got the home uh, rink advantage. Oh, we got to wrap it up for the female fans out there. He's single, he's eligible, he's good looking, folks. Well, two out of three is not bad. Where can the females in the city of Chicago find you this particular weekend, Big Dog? I'll be at the St. Edwards IC football game. Coach, what's the spread on that? St. Ed's plus the eight. Oh, well, I will definitely take IC minus eight because they're going to win by 50. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend, folks. The Big Dog joining us. Producer David Olson, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you on Monday, and we'll see if the Beat the Schmoes can pull off another 8-1 to one weekend. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Be safe.